Radio. Welcome to Book Events, the wrestling dream match podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Martin Bennett. And with me, as always, is the bad guy, Anthony Hall. Oh, man. R.I.P. R.I.P. to the bad guy, uh, Scott Hall. Damn. Raise Ramon, Scott Hall, member of NWO, one of the best Intercontinental Champions. Um, just entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. No, just uh, it sucks, but, you know, he'll be missed. He gave us great years of entertainment, great matches to watch. So go check out a Scott Hall match. Um, mm. Personal favorite, the ladder match, the first ever ladder match, him and uh, Shawn Michaels. It's oh. very weird compared to what we know of ladder matches now, but it's like it's still very, very good. So I don't know if I've ever watched that, so I should probably uh, get WrestleMania to it. 10. One of the best Damn. WrestleManias. Oh, that's the one where it opens with uh, uh, Bret Hart versus Owen Hart and Owen wins. And then the main event is. Uh, Lex Luger versus Yokozuna. Lex Luger gets screwed out of the title. And then uh, Brett gets a shot at the title and Brett wins. We love a good Yokozuna moment. <laughs> Brett wins the title and and uh, and there's this great shot of like Owen looking onward. But in the middle of that show, it is is. Uh, yeah, is uh, this insane ladder, ladder match. match. Between uh, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, and Shawn Michaels. Mm. So, but yeah. Yeah, I know. It sucks when we lose a legend, but uh, at least, uh, you know, hey, thank you to DDP for helping uh, helping Scott get on his feet and so that he could help out some of the younger generation over the past couple of years in various ways. And there's some hilarious if you want to laugh, there are some hilarious Scott Hall and uh Diamond Dallas Diamond Dallas Page videos out there. And they're really funny. I shared Anthony one where it was it was like I forgot what exactly it was, but it was them playing WWE 2K like 13 or something. Like it was like right. an old yeah, yeah. it was old, but it was so funny. <laughs> it was like it's like DDP, Scott Hall, and Jake the Snake, and it's just them trying to play the video game. It's so funny. But anyways, old old dude uh, just trying to play video games, just trying funny. to do the moves. But anyways, uh, welcome to a brand new episode. Every other week, we book dream matches here on the podcast, dream rivalries that we would like to see in the world of professional wrestling, whether they're from the past or the present, or maybe the future. We don't know. Uh, if you like what we do here on the podcast, please consider following the podcast on whatever platform, whatever podcast platform you get yours on or come watch the video version on YouTube. So, Anthony, mm. WrestleMania is right around the corner. Oh, boy, do I do I care so much. <laughs> <laughs> I care so much about the it, things that are about to happen on WrestleMania. It's the show of shows. It's, it's two the, nights. The big time. Two nights of me taking piss breaks between every match. <laughs> <laughs> because I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> I'm because <laughs> I have a problem. Because I have a problem. <laughs> I, I'm excited just to 
for some of the matches, you know, it's like it's definitely gotten to a point where the spectacle is bigger than the stars and the stories, mm. Mm. which is sad. But, you know, it'll be fun at the same time. Um, and lately I've been thinking about specifically the women's tag team division is it even a division i don't know anymore i don't know but uh the world of women's tag team wrestling because you know we do have uh the fatal four-way now at mania for the title um Mm. which psa hey you want to put more women on your show how about give them better feuds more stories where it's not centered around a title so you don't have to squish eight women into a tag team title match like you did you've done literally every year at mania like for the past three years <laughs> basically um who is even in in this fatal four-way for the tag titles the champions are uh queen Zelina and carmella uh, of course of carmella and Corey. um yeah they've really made sure you know that that is part of this story <laughs> uh you got Liv morgan and rhea ripley which actually has become a pretty awesome team one big one small can they win it all they they complement each other very well like the tag team that people have been giving like naming them is live for brutality wow yeah um you got sasha banks and naomi which they complement each other very well, but at the same time, they haven't really been doing much. It was this weird thing of like Sasha came out, had a match. Naomi came out at ringside and then they got in the ring and they went, we're a tag team now. And you're like, okay, are they faces? Yes. So Sasha's a face now. I, I think she was supposed to be all long. I don't know. I'm okay with I'm okay with I'm okay with them, you know, playing the the gray zone of like, is she a face or she I mean she was a heel, so she still has healer's tendencies, but mm. it does it does sort of make some stories confusing. Um and then the final team is uh Shayna Baszler and Natalia, which were literally added to the match last week. This after they attacked a- everybody and then they were like, yep, we're in the match. We are two heels. We are we are mean. Therefore, we can be a team. Yep. Um, so, wow, that doesn't make a ton of sense. But hey, you know, who's going to argue with the boat? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who's going to um, argue? I hope that either Rhea and Liv or Naomi and Sasha win just because it'll be nice to see them with the belts, but it's just, you know, it goes back to that whole thing of like, you have these belts, you're supposed to have women's tag team wrestling. You know, you need like good, strong tag team work and knowledge and moves and wrestling. And, you know, it's, I, I think that the best, I was personally the best women's tag team ever in WWE was the Iconics just because they were literally that was their whole thing was being a tag team. True. Um, You do have like the superpowers of Bailey and Sasha, which makes sense. 
you know, putting like any combination of the four horsewomen together works. Tegan, Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai were pretty awesome together. Yep. That's very true. But there um, haven't, but there hasn't really yeah. been like a, like a, 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 a combo that was like, yes, these two belong together. These two are supposed to be together. And what I think needs to happen whether it be in WWE or Impact or AEW or ROH or wherever, there needs to be, I think what we need to do is we need to take an old stable gimmick and uh, I think we need to take an old stable gimmick and repackage it with women instead. Mm, mm. And the first one that came into my mind, and this actually was a long time ago, and I thought I had this random thought where I went, why hasn't there been a female road warriors? Why hasn't there been a female Legion of Doom? Which they're two in the same if you didn't know. And I thought that, I thought that would be so cool. Like uh Anthony I t- I told Anthony this idea and he said, "Oh, I don't really know the Road Warriors. I don't really know Legion of Doom that well." Um except for well, you said, <laughs> oh, they have uh, spikes on football pads and they have a uh, pretty cool tag team finisher and yep. they got face paint. They wear face paint and they're big boys. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. And so you have uh, the, the Legion of Doom tag team in the uh, in the 80s. Uh, well, actually, well, it's like late 80s, early 90s, I believe. Yeah. Um, originally formed in uh new japan oh i didn't know that that's cool well it was like it was it was like they were on uh yeah they're in they're in georgia championship wrestling for a while but like they got popular in uh not new japan sorry all japan oh okay in the mid 80s um Mm. and then they joined awa uh nwa like they they went through every territory and became champions um, that's amazing and yeah the road warriors were the, uh one of the most widely popular tag teams in the late night late 80s early 90s um and so so for somebody who is like not super familiar with uh the road warriors if you could like distill down what their gimmick is how would you describe it to somebody who is uh, unfamiliar? Uh, big men. Okay. Who love to fight. <laughs> big men. It's hard. It's hard to, to say. Fight. It's it's the the whole idea of the Road Warriors were that they were just these two dudes, Animal and Hawk. They yep. had his face paint. They had the football pads with the spikes on it. That's right. uh, they'd come in and they would just wreck shop. And it was that thing of like these two big guys teaming up together to like take on to take all comers and to leave everyone in their dust. Um, so would you say that their uh, wrestling style was like powerhouse? Uh, oh, yeah. Kind of uh, lots, lots of just like impressive feats of strength and or yes. maneuvers where they just toss people around and bodied yep. them all around the ring basically um okay as okay. 
as Anthony sort of mentioned, they have a cool tag team finisher, which is the Doomsday device, which is the electric chair into a, a, a clothesline off the top rope. Uh, and it's been used by like every tag team in history since. That's um, true. And also, it's like if you ever want a higher than four star rated tag team match, you're probably going to do this tag team finisher at some point in time as a spot in your match. They did it. <laughs> um, they did it last night in in the women uh, on Raw this week. They did it in the tag team mat in the women's tag team match. And uh, one of the commentators was I forget his name. It's like Jimmy something. It's like he's the he's the MMA commentator that they brought in on Raw forever ago. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. he's the, he, the 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 middle guy. The the yeah. the guy the guy he, that's not fun. <laughs> He's he's the color he's the color commentator, but he call he mm. called it like an assisted he called it like an assisted clothesline, and it's like no, that's the doomsday device, Jimmy. Come on, <laughs> like, come on, you man. should know this. If you are but going so- to last in this business, you should know that that move is called the doomsday device. But anyway, so yeah, they were uh, they were. Road Warriors for a while, and then when they came into the WWF, they were the name was changed to the Legion of Doom, uh, just because I don't know why. I think it's because McMahon. I remember watching the uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode about Road Warriors, and I think it was something about like it just sounded scarier, which is true. Legion of Doom is a very good name. Um, Road Warriors is very good too. And it's funny, actually, the WrestleMania, I forget which WrestleMania it was where they actually won the tag team titles. Um, That's the iconic. They came in on motorcycles. Mm. Um, They were the road warriors. They were cheered by everybody. Um, And yeah, so they were one of they're, they're like quintessential late 80s tag team because it was like. You had a lot of like tag teams that were like the pretty men or like or like the like young upstarts. You know, you're you're in an era where you have things like the the rockers, the Midnight Express, the four horsemen. Uh, you have uh, like uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine and Brutus Brutus Beefcake. Like but then you have these two dudes that come in and they're just absolutely terrifying than everybody else who's trying to be like the superstar, you know, and these guys come in and there's like, we just want to beat everybody up. Yeah. So it would be fun then because we are looking at, we were just talking about the fatal four way that is at WrestleMania. And if you told me again, all these women who are in the match and then we compared it to sort of the tag team scene that you had just described that existed at the time of the road warriors. Like we can see some parallels here, right? Like the champions are sort of these like very pretty uh, I'd say like in a way their characters are presented as quite like dainty uh, individuals, but they are, they can still wrestle of course. Yeah. It's Um, more, it's, it's like women's wrestling now. Okay. Welcome to the podcast where two men talk about women's wrestling. Um, (laughs) I'm not going to put a judgment on it because obviously, you know, I, as a man, but what I, what I feel about women's wrestling is like, 
I think right now we have the perfect combination in women's wrestling where it's like you can be anything, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. obviously when, you know, it's a spectacle, you want to present yourself in the best way possible uh, or whatever's for your character. Um, and I think in WWE, it is more glitz and glam than it is for any yeah. other promotion, obviously. So you have that. And I wouldn't say dainty. I'd say that that these women like it's it's more of like you can be. Whatever kind of you can be whoever you want um, and still mm-hmm. be a good wrestler. Um, but it is that the 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 people that have sort of shined in WWE are the like the cruiserweight style women where it's like you're a bit smaller so you're faster you're more agile you can do right yeah, yeah. we've got like the high flying maneuvers uh quick strikes uh just kind of more dynamic movements as opposed to like more technical wrestling more technical like, wrestling a- or or really big powerhouses and like there's only right. a couple of big powerhouse women in WWE um mm-hmm. And so I just figured, what if you took two big women, and by big I mean like skyscrapers, powerful powerhouse built like a brick shit house, <laughs> and they tag teamed up because they realized, hey, we are the two biggest, strongest women, mm. and we could dominate the tag team world. And I think the way you got to set it up, of course, is is some classic shit where it's like they individually are are starting to, you know, be down on uh, their position in the company. They're getting beat. They're, they're, they're getting jobbed out to people. And you have sort of this moment of realization. Maybe they get slapped together uh, in a random match as they do in the WWE where it's like, all right, let's just put two people together to face the current champions. But then something magical happens and they realize, ho, 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 we got something here. I also think that, like, honestly, like, I... Uh, even even disappearing and then coming back together where it's like mm. it's that classic oh this person showed up and then all of a sudden the other person shows up and like they're facing off but it turns out they're a tag team oh yeah because another yeah. big part of the of legion of doom road warriors that a lot of people well wrestling people talk about but in the general what's it called sphere of just wrestling knowledge and remembrance people forget uh, they had a manager pretty much the entire time they were together. Oh, and of course, right. that manager being. Do you know the Paul Ellering? It was Paul Ellering. Yeah. And Paul yeah, Ellering because- was like a small, like tiny, <laughs> right. thin man who just was very good at talking because Animal and Hog weren't perfect at talking. Right. They could do promos because but. I remember this uh, specifically because when we were doing a, our episode of ranking the managers, I was like, I was like, who did Paul Ellering manage aside from AOP? And you're like the Legion of Doom. And I was like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like him and right. him and uh, Jim Cornette are like the most famous like tag team managers mm. like Jim Cornette 
managed like I don't know dozens and dozens of tag teams when he was in like the WWF. So uh, he also told us to uh, to 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 suck his ass or something like that on uh, on, on Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, back whatever. back in the day when we had a lowly uh, like eighty one followers or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> suck it. Jim, Look at we're in now. the hundreds now. We're in the hundreds now, Jim. Anyways, but and then there was people like Bobby the Brain Heenan and like tons of managers. But like, yeah, Paul Ellering was uh, is one of the most famous like tag team uh, managers. And I feel like in WWE and NXT, he really didn't get to do much. Um, he opened up a book. When yes. when the when AOP came out, he uh, he had a small book and he opened it up <laughs> um, and he was like, look at these scary boys. I have a very scary book. I mean, I mean, yeah, that's I mean, that was very much trying to, like, take the spirit of what the Road Warriors were. Um, mm. But I think then what we need is like you need a manager. You need you need someone who. Because even though I feel like a lot of the big women in wrestling today, and we'll talk basically, we're not, this isn't going to be really booking like a like a feud or like a real. It's going to be booking like how this team comes together and who we think it should be. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, who the female Legion of Doom should be. Uh, but you need a manager, and that's tricky because a lot of the great, a lot of most of the big women can cut promos and are pretty good at it. Um, so it's trying to figure out who fits that dynamic really well. Mm-hmm. Should it be, should it be a man or a woman who is a really great, obviously there's tons of dudes out there who are great talkers, but uh, should it be a woman? Who would it be? You know, but I guess we'll get well, into th- that as I we, think, yeah. Yeah. I think uh, if, if we're going to really go uh, fully into this uh, gimmick of, bringing the road warriors but make giving it a, a female spin we should absolutely have a female manager as well mm-hmm. and somebody who comes to my mind who is uh who is small uh who can talk um and isn't presently doing anything i could probably use a repackage just for fun is alexa bliss so i know she of course is a very good wrestler in her own right um and she maybe shouldn't be reduced to being a manager. Not that being a manager is bad, but I think it would be a fun role for her. Let's say maybe right now she uh, can't wrestle or in this fictional universe of uh, the road where she is uh, out with some sort of uh, injury that makes it so she cannot compete in ring. So it's like Ala Samoa Joe going to the mm-hmm. commentary desk. Alexa I mean- Bliss. I mean, like, uh, I like it's it's that dynamic of like two giant people and one small person. Like you always have to yes. have that. Like it has to be yeah. dynamic in that way. So Alexa Bliss would fit that really, really well. I'm trying to think of if any legends, any any like famous legends who are is really good at cutting promos. Um, and let's be sure to to give Alexa Bliss a very big book, just one <laughs> very large book that she can open up. i I mean yeah alexa bliss would be very i mean yeah she can cut promos very very well and that and that would fit in where it's like like man 
I really ho- I really hope we get to see like a Paul Heyman level woman uh, manager in our mm-hmm. lifetime because like that'd be, sh- that'd be really awesome. There should be someone in that regard. Um, and I maybe thought Paige some- was going to be that person. Honestly, yeah. I thought I thought that when Paige redebuted and she uh, brought in, oh god, Absolution was that yes. what they were called? Um, yeah, when that, when that was the, the thing I was like, okay, I I see some potential here. Like Paige as a, as a manager is, is fun. Well, she originally was supposed to wrestle. Right. I mean, (laughs) I do remember that. And And she just got immediately injured. And then she became SmackDown GM. (laughs) Hey, you know, shouts, shouts out to you, Paige, for your uh, diverse skill set. Uh, and, Willingness to do any and every role in the WWE. I mean, I mean, having Paige as the manager of this new team would be pretty good because she fits sort of the aesthetic. That's true. You're you're right. She's just She's not, not... Uh, super tiny. <laughs> That's mostly just for uh, a fun sort of stage picture. But I'm yeah, she would be a dope manager for sure. Actually, for she's yeah, she's not that short. She's five eight. Which is basically yeah. as tall as like all the women that I have. All of the other women, pulled up, yeah, <laughs> pulled up. So, but anyways, um, so I think then it's trying to figure out the perfect combination for mm. this team, and you know we we started out talking about WWE, but maybe this doesn't happen necessarily in WWE. So, I have a list of women pulled up. Uh, who I think could potentially be a part of it. And we'll, and I think like more than anything, like we'll just talk about if we think that these women should belong in this team, like, cause it's tricky because I want to pick two people that would fit really well together. Hmm. Um, but at the same time, some of these, some of these ladies are like doing really well with their gimmicks and with what they're doing right now. So it's kind of tricky. So if we're sticking in WWE, the first like name that pops up in my head, at least right now is Charlotte Flair. Um, you know, she, she is out of most of like, out of pretty much all the people who are on the main roster and have been established there for a long time. She is that like big, tall, Mm -hmm. uh, powerful presence and attitude and personality. Um, But of course, you know, she's a flair. So it's not I wouldn't necessarily see her pulling on some football pads and face paint and (laughs) and going and going with that. The thing is, like she could she could try to you know, separate herself from the gimmick that she's been using for her entire career. Right. Which is essentially just Ric Flair, but a lady. So like if she wants to distance herself from that and actually, you know, carve out something that's a little bit different, it's the same, but different. She could jump into that, uh, road warriors persona. Um, Another uh, WWE. Uh, currently, we already talked about her um, going for tag team gold and has been a tag team champion before Rhea Ripley. 
mm. who I think is like a top contender for this. Cause, yeah. Cause Rhea, um, Rhea is sort of that, like I'm a powerhouse. Like that's basically her gimmick. You know, uh, she has, she's established her own style and it, it's not necessarily, I mean, that's the thing is the road warriors like aesthetic was very eighties, you know, um, at the time. And so like, would you do that today? Maybe not, maybe, maybe a little bit, but I think you could have it be that sort of metal. Um, what's another good word to describe her look? Hardcore, spiky. <laughs> spiky. <laughs> yeah. hardcore and spiky. That, yeah, that, I think metalcore yeah, is a really good choice. Yeah, yeah. A hardcore, uh, heavy metal rock kind of sh- rock chic. I, I mean, she already comes. She basically comes in with a jacket that has a bunch of spikes on it. So it's like it's almost there. And like she can she she can talk when she wants to. But like if you pair her with another like powerhouse, like uh, they would be I would say they'd be unstoppable, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I think that's a really good one. Uh, We got Raquel Gonzalez in NXT. Woo, who is that's another tall, tall lady. I mean, she's one of the tallest women to ever compete in WWE. I mean, you know, go with, you know, take the face value of the stats that I find online of what people say. But apparently she's six feet. She's six foot tall, which is as tall as China was. So she's one of the tallest women in WWE history. Um, And. I don't know. What do you think? Like, Hmm. I think she's there with the aesthetic of like the powerhouse. She can, she is, she can be mean. Uh, I mean, even just being in NXT and being NXT women's champion, her thing was, she was a bodyguard and then she became popular enough that she was able to break out on her own and like, Mm -hmm. like establish herself. But like, Maybe I'm also too removed right now from NXT because I haven't been watching NXT 2.0 at all. Yeah. So I don't know what her character has been like, but like she her her thing was being like the big woman. So, yeah. And she's got big powerhouse moves. And I think they were trying to do like a Kevin Nash sort of rehash with her. Right. Like big mama. Cool. (laughs) They, They did that originally when I think she was with uh dakota kai and they had the that's kind right. of parallel like her like dakota as sean and her as like the big bodyguard of kevin nash right. so um yeah and since then i don't know if she's really gotten like character development or anything like that so maybe she would be good and also her and Rhea are good friends um yeah that that would be like pretty amazing to watch and they of course had a bit of a a feud back in the day in NXT. So they got, they got some history. So there's that. Uh, but there are other big women in wrestling that could be mm-hmm. good um, in other promotions. Some of the ones That's that right. I have pulled up um, one that is currently not actually in any promotion, I believe um, is uh Jessamine Duke. Oh yeah. I've always been Shout a fan of Jessamine Duke. Yeah. yeah. 
She is she is a tall lady. She's let a five eleven. Ooh, nice. But she's not as as when I the last time I remember seeing her on TV was she's she is more she well she's an MMA fighter so she's more slimmed down so she is faster, which yeah. could be an interesting dynamic of like her and someone like Rhea. You got someone that's big and strong, and you got someone who's big and fast, but. I mean, if we're trying to do Legion of Doom Road Warriors, then they both need to be just big and strong. Yeah, I think you you need to match both of them as much as you can uh, in terms of like stature and build so that you can get that perfect tag team harmony. Um, mm. And having people who pair together who who are friends outside of the ring or who have worked together and have sort of that built-in chemistry is like i think very important like my yeah that would be a really good choice is rhea ripley and raquel gonzalez uh getting managed by Paige as like a new age uh female legion of doom would be like pretty crazy ladies of doom uh very crazy that'd be pretty good actually that's a good name um yeah it's 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 tricky like actually funny to touch on that when you said like oh yeah it's good to have like friends being tag teams and like so they have that history you can build story off of that and they have that relationship and stuff funny thing is uh animal and hawk in road warriors weren't really friends at all wow it's one of those funny stories where you hear that. And uh, I remember watching um, Scotty Too Hottie get interviewed by Chris Van Vliet. And he talks about how one of the biggest misconceptions of Too Cool was that him and uh, uh, what was Grandmaster Sexy's real name again? Uh, Chris, Brian Christopher. Brian Christopher. Yeah. Uh, that they were friends. They weren't. They weren't really friends they were work friends they were put together and because you're a tag team you basically have to travel all the time together but like they weren't really friends when they sort of split up and stopped wrestling and stuff they never really talked and kind of it's I, I i don't think that was necessarily the same with animal and hawk i believe that they you know it, it, they had to do the same thing where it's like you're on the road together you're stuck together like you have to but it's that thing of like that hawk had a lot of uh, addiction problems and mm. uh, and, and all that and getting arrested and whatnot and so there was that tension between them um, but it's actually fun yeah there's 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 a surprising amount of tag teams famous tag teams where they never really were friends um, it's just because they were put together and they became so popular that they were like we have to like stay together But there are also famous tag teams that are literally, you know, like inseparable because they are linked by friendship or like by blood. Like they're literally just siblings. Um, Yeah. So, but it was just that that just reminded me of that funny story of uh, that. Yeah. It's like you have these, this faint world famous tag team and they kind of like were just mutual acquaintances <laughs> yeah in 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 different ways just because of each I, other's personality but you wonder if that would affect uh performance like you know you wonder if that affected the peak of this team when they were at the top right like if they were better 
friends and respected each other more, whatever, like, is there uh, a higher ceiling for them or, you know, could they have been better? But then again, like, who knows, like does being friends uh, endear you to the person who's booking the show? Mm -hmm. I guess not. I guess, I guess that's a, for God to decide or <laughs> Mr. McMahon. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For the big man upstairs in the office. Uh, yeah. Another name that could be very good for this. Um, one of my personal favorites. Uh, Kylan King. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's, she's pretty awesome. She's like one of the only like big women uh, that has really been a part of uh AEW like yeah Statlander is athletic mm-hmm. but she's not super she's not tall well Kylan King is I think at least 5'10 oh never mind <laughs> yep I thought I thought this I was like I thought she was taller than that nope uh she's six foot one she's the tallest <laughs> ah so she she is she the was, tallest I thought she was taller. I was like, I was uh, when I was saying that stuff about uh, Raquel, I was like, yeah, she says she's the tall, but she was the tallest in WWE. But yeah, Kylie King is six foot one. She's mm. tall. She's the tallest woman that's been in uh, AEW, I believe. I think there's been a couple of women that have like nearly reached her. But um, yeah, no, she's she's big. And uh, how, t- how tall is Jade Cargill? Uh, that's a good question, actually. That was another name I sort of thought of. But again, it's that thing of like why, you know, we would say Charlotte Flair, maybe shouldn't be someone who um, switches what she's currently doing to become this. I would honestly say the same thing about Jade. Like, I think that Jade uh, is I think what she's doing right now is really, really, really strong. And so I mm. wouldn't want I wouldn't think of wanting to change that up or switch it uh and i think she's too uh there's another name i want to mention who they're women who i think have a really good thing going for them and it would be such a departure to change into this like a legion of doom road warriors character uh jade is 510 supposedly okay i say so supposedly because shorter. i'm going off of pro wrestling fandom wiki which they could be the correct stats or maybe not um, but, uh, Kylan King, like, I think could potentially have the ability to switch into that. She's a good promo. Um, she's very powerful. She's very strong. She's also very mm. athletic. Um, so Looks she good could, with the face paint. She, she yes. already does the face paint sometimes. So, <laughs> um, it's already she's, there. She's currently, I believe the women the the champion at mission pro which is uh mm-hmm. mission pro wrestling if you haven't checked it out yet please check it out it's thunder rosa's uh promotion it's all women literally all women uh the wrestlers the referees the announcers the managers the commentary group the uh, uh production team literally has all it women. always been has it always been all women mission pro yep yep wow. that was that was the whole vision of what they wanted to do was an all women's uh, re- and it's picked up and there's a lot of great wrestlers in it. Um, also notably the tag team 
champions in Mission Pro right now are uh, the Renegade Twins, who have slowly been making their way into AEW. Um, oh. Uh, they've done a bunch of singles <laughs> matches, but I think uh, they're saving them for possibly doing a tag team match and, and showing up and gaining more speed. But this could be a good thing for uh, Mission Pro if you had two big women who showed up finally able to take the titles off of the Renegade Twins. Maybe this is another thing of uh, this team going around the Indies and literally taking every women's championship that they could or like establishing dominance within the indie scene. You never know. Um, Just I think just more more belt collector gimmicks. But this time it's a tag team. (laughs) Well, you know, um, I mean, hey, the belt collector gimmick in tag teams is not is something that like people like that was what the young bucks did. Mm-hmm. They were the belt collectors. I think they had like five different promotions tag belts at one point. And now that's the Briscoes. Now the Briscoes are doing that. Them boys. Um, Them boys. So if it, Hey, maybe it's time for the women uh, to do that. Go to. And now we're going to book a female version of the Briscoes. Just <laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> um, so I guess then another name that I think could be thrown into this hat. Uh, it, it, this also, like I just said, kind of about Jade and kind of about Charlotte um, is another one where I look at her and I go, yes, you fit this aesthetic, but I don't know if your character fits this or if you'd be able to shift your character to this. Uh, and that's mm. Camille from uh, the current NWA women's champion. Yeah, she's pretty awesome, too. Uh, do we know how tall she is? Um, supposedly she is 5'10". But Big she bodybuilder, but she's built like Jade, like her. Yeah, yeah. Jade. Um, and who else is kind of like they, they are yeah they are body like they are big muscular women but they have this it's kind of like like the three of them Camille Jade and Charlotte kind of fit into this area of like they are they feel like wrestling royalty because they have this elegance about them but they are powerhouses mm. like you look at them and you're like Damn, this is like the combination of like a supermodel and like Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is really impressive to uh, to watch Camille as well. And the fact that she didn't really talk much in her initial sort of uh, run in the NWA because she was basically the I'd say like manager slash valet to Nick Aldis. It was like very interesting to see her step into the ring and then kind of just beat people down and and sort of assert dominance as this large figure that was just a a big threat to the entire mm. division and and that really does fit that brand well of the Legion of Doom being uh, a team that just goes in and wrecks shop and is incredibly yeah. competitive. Um, I mean, I mean, that's a, yeah. And like she has she, like I watched her um, last promo from this past weekend when it was the Crockett Cup. 
Mm. Um, and it was because the Crockett Cup was a two night event. Uh, and so on the first, I think it was on the second night was the women's championship and it was uh, Kylie Ray versus Chelsea Green versus Camille. Um, but on the first night, she cut a promo where she was talking about how she's going to be the forever champ. She doesn't want to mm-hmm. have like 10. I think it was this like dig at Charlotte Flair where she's like, I don't care about how many title reigns I want. I just want to hold I want to hold this belt forever. And she was a good promo. I didn't know she was Southern. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard her talk before uh, or seen a promo of hers. And I saw that promo and I thought I thought she would have an accent. I didn't know it would. It was a heavy Southern accent, which caught me off guard. Right. But it was also quite entertaining. Um, so, yeah, it's these are like the base, like the the kind of like half a dozen women that I think would be really good for this, but it's like, what's the combination? Obviously, if this was strictly WWE, then I think we both agree that like uh Rhea Ripley and Raquel Gonzalez would be the perfect combination. Just because yeah. they're already there. They're both big and strong. And then all you just need to do is put them in spikes, give them face paint, uh, <laughs> have them wreck shop and just power and bomb bo- people. They- do yeah, the they've both device. been a part. They've both been a part of tag teams as part of TV programs for quite some time, right? Like, mm-hmm. obviously, Rhea Ripley is going to be wrestling at WrestleMania with Liv Morgan, and there has been like a story in NXT uh, 2.0 with Raquel and Cora Jade. So they're it's, kind of actually mirroring themselves in a way. And well, why don't you just? WWE loves to do the you can't have two of the same unless they're like identical like it's it's this thing of it's it's actually very very funny where it's like okay you want a tag team um they have to be it seems now it's either like they have to be basically a mirror or they have to be polar opposites so you have like like currently in WWE you have teams like Street Profits where you know they are a unit that's what they are Mm-hmm. Um, you have RK bro, which is based like again, that's where it's polar opposites. Yeah. Uh, you have the alpha Academy polar, op- like it's kind of the same, but polar opposites. You have a big, a, a big chonky guy and a, and, yeah. a, and a short, small, you could, you could guy. argue that the street profits is like that too. Like Dawkins is more of like the low to the ground powerhouse. And then, uh, Tez is like the In high terms flyer of- dynamic. In terms of styles, yes, but I say one and the same in the sense that like they are a unit rather than two individuals coming together. That's true. They and, are and a like, tag team. Like and their yeah, and their style is built off of like working together. And that like, like yeah, right. you can have two people that are different styles. Like pretty much every tag team is like two people with different styles. Even like FTR, Young Bucks, like uh, all those great tag teams are like people who are two individuals that have different wrestling styles but what i mean is like they like coordinate like their look mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. feel their gimmick That's like right. it's it is like you you if you took them apart from each other it would be okay but like them together is is what makes them entertaining um and that's basically what they've done with with raquel and with Rhea is like they've done they just went hey look at Shawn michaels and kevin nash let's do that for both right. of them where it was like uh uh, uh, Raquel and Dakota and then mm-hmm. now it's Raquel and Cora Jade and then mm-hmm. in 
on the main roster has been it was Nikki Cross and Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley. and yeah. now it's now it's Rhea Ripley and Liv Morgan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's like, what if you just took the two big women and put them together, and then you just have like Brothers of Destruction, Legion of Doom, uh, uh, one of my favorite tag teams. Uh, I don't know any of their matches that well, or I don't know really any of their stuff, but they just aesthetically, uh, the natural disasters. Oh, <laughs> earthquake yeah, and typhoon, baby. Just two. Yeah. Absolutely giant dudes. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's pretty fun. Um, that, that, is, that is pretty fun. If you were going to, if you, if this was going to be outside of WWE, who do you think would be good to pair together? Well, I think if we put Kylan King with Camille, there's there's a good chance that that could work. Uh, Camille, of course, you know, is the champion at NWA right now, but she can't mm-hmm. be the champion forever. Sorry, Camille. Uh, so when that eventually stops happening, like let's give Kylan King a big push with a partner in AEW. Like, why not? And let's throw in a manager in there too. Like, <laughs> maybe not Vicky Guerrero, but we don't really have many other manager characters for our lady wrestlers in what about uh what about AW? uh Mickey James interesting Mickey James like or or Gail Kim oh shout out to the Canadian legend Gail Kim Gail Love Kim ya. managing Camille and Kylan that would be in I, I, <laughs> Yeah, that would be really cool. That would be really, really, really cool. I just really, saw really, cool. really dumb. I just thought, oh no, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. Can we change one of their letters to a C so it's not Camille, Kim, and Kylan? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, that's bad. But that was uh, an accident. That's an accident. That's an accident. Okay. Anyways. Um, but no, it would be cool because uh, Gail Kim was always good at talking and and she's a legend and so it's like having her be like before her time truly before her time i i don't want to turn this into a gail kim podcast or uh fanboy gail uh, kim please come on our podcast (laughs) but but she's a canadian legend of course and i think her wrestling style and her look when she was in the wwe is more uh suited for what we currently have you know like imagine gail kim thrown down with sasha banks prime gail kim sasha banks Mm -hmm. like what a barn burner that would be you know maybe that's another episode gail hop on tell tell us who you want to wrestle you know (laughs) Uh, book it book it with us gail kim and sasha banks would be very good very so you know that's a that's a really great idea I think I think if she saw the talents of like Kylan King and Camille and went like these two women are huge, like are are big or strong or powerful. If we put them together, we'd be unstoppable and yeah. she can be the mouthpiece for them, uh, but they can each individually be able to speak if they wanted to. And they just do like all the big men like hoss fight shit. Yeah. And also it kind of. The nice thing about Gail Kim as well, back to Gail, is that she's also an impact legend. And you know what promotion has a really good women's tag team division? 
I believe it would be the impact knockouts. So that is already like a built-in relationship with that company. You bring in Kylan and the brick house and you are the new age Legion of doom and you go in and you wreck that division. You absolutely dominate and they could even great matches. And like, maybe there's been someone who's been listening to this whole podcast and go and, and, and thinking, Oh, well, you know, um, Oh, you're just going to slap that gimmick onto them, like put them in football pads and put them face paint and stuff. It doesn't necessarily need to be that. It could be just like this thing of having these two women like be the powerhouses Mm -hmm. um, and like, like be the top of women's tag team wrestling. And they just share a similar aesthetic. They just share the, they do just the, the presentation of it where it is you have a manager and you have two women who just enter in the match destroy people become champion raise their hands uh intimidate people like uh do all that and then at a big event you have them come out with the 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 football pads or the face yeah band it would be like the a motorcycle cool, like nod to the legion of doom also i think that Camille might have played in the uh, uh, at one point it was called the lingerie football league, but now it's called the legends football league. And I think there probably exists an image of Camille um, with football pads on already. Maybe. And here it is. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There she is. (laughs) Cool. So So, there's, there's that. It's a a look that exists already. And, um, it could be a more it's like it doesn't have to be that, you know, like like you said, it's a special event thing. Like, they can I mean, still yeah, come it's out like with a very specific look, but like it doesn't have you to could, be that. I mean, it's the thing of if this was on the indies. So, like, we basically said that, like, if it was WWE, so we have two scenarios. Mm-hmm. If it was WWE, you have Alexa Bliss make her return. Um, and uh make her return obviously like Rhea Ripley takes some time off Raquel disappears from NXT and then Alexa Bliss makes her return and whoever's champion at the time or whatever not even necessarily tag team champions but just anyone uh she comes back and she says you know you don't want to make it be that sort of basically what happened with like even Paige, even if it was Paige coming back and she like makes her big return, she says, I'm I brought back up. And then all of a sudden it's Rhea Ripley and Raquel coming in and just destroying whoever's there. Uh, How about this, though? How, like, think about think about this. If we wanted to keep Alexa, I know she is the manager, but like imagine if she was also maybe still competing in the ring. Right. And she was going for a belt. I know we talked about not having storylines with belts, but if we went to <laughs> NXT 2.0 and we we have Toxic Attraction, which is three women, uh, one of them is the champion, two of them are the tag right, team champions, and you have Mandy Rose being like, nobody's going to beat me. Uh, nobody's going to beat us. Nobody's going to take the gold away from us. And then Alexa Bliss comes out just by her lonesome and she's returned to NXT where she started, of course. Yeah, um, that's good. And that's, that's a big pop. And then from behind, 
uh, re not repackaged, but sort of maybe a reimagined Raquel and Rhea just a, a brutally attack the uh, Gigi and uh, the uh, the other Jane. one. And thank you, <laughs> just Jane James. Boom. Jane James, Gigi getting absolutely bodied by Rhea and Raquel, yeah. and then Alexa Bliss comes in with like a kendo stick. She likes using the kendo stick. Bam. Right but to, have, right to yeah, And then you have this 3v3, but also like, yeah, it's they're going for the tag titles. They're going for yeah. She's going for the main women's title. Uh, and that can spark the ladies of doom. Yeah. And you, you exactly. You spin that out to two different feuds, one for like the main title and then one for the tag team titles. Yeah. 2.0 right now is a wild world of strange gimmicks and characters because yeah, they're just is. trying to see they're basically hawking infinite amounts of shit at the wall to see what sticks yeah. uh, and when it does they call them up and they job to uh, uh, Baron Corbin and that cap <laughs> <laughs> or or they uh, or you send down uh, legends from uh, the main roster down to NXT and make them champion um <laughs> so, which is basically we'll, yeah 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 uh, we're, we're doing that or on the independent scene having i think it would be cool if you had uh camille and kylan king uh maybe it's maybe it's this thing where it like sparks an nwa and or it sparks on mission pro and like mm. you have it show you have this sort of thing where like maybe gail kim like shows up to these indie shows where kylan and uh camille like pop up and are and there they are and and it's she's sort of working with them um and then it ultimately builds up to i think the nwa have a women's tag team championship right yeah they do Maybe, I'm, not, do they? I'm not entirely sure. I am not. I'm not sure. I thought they did. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. They may. Let they us may. know in the comments. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, but maybe it does lead up to impact, and that's where Gale comes out. Uh, and it's that same sort of thing where like Gale comes out, makes a distraction, and then all of a sudden, boom! Kylan King comes out, and they're like, Kylan King, she's the, she's the. Uh, she, she's the current Mission Pro Women's Champion, and then all of a sudden Camille comes out. She's the NWA she's the current Women's Champion. What's going on here? What's Camille and Kyla doing in the Impact Zone? And then, and then you, and then they take out whoever are the current Women's Champion, Women's Tag Team Champions, and uh, or like whoever, like maybe it's like, or yeah, just whoever. Maybe it's like a new tag team wins it. And mm. there's the old champions. I don't, I don't know who's the, the inspiration. Uh, the inspiration. They, they're not current. Oh, no. I know. Oh. Oh, no. The current tag team. No, I remember who the current tag team. Uh, it's a uh, Tenille Dashwood and it's theirs. It's not inspiration. It's. Oh, uh, what's their influencers? Name? Yeah, it's something like that. I forget. It's Tenille Dashwood and. Um, and uh, 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 gosh, I can't remember her name. Um, Brandy Madison Lauren. Rain? No, no, no. Is it Madison Rain? It might be. Is it? Uh, okay. Or it's Brandy Lauren. I don't know. Maybe. I forget. Uh, sorry. We'll see. Um, we'll see. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> but it could be that like 
the title changes hands and then the former champions are in the ring and then that's where they come out destroy them and then it's like here's the new like here's going to be the new dominance in the women's tag team it's you have two of these you have these two champions who are joining forces with gail kim and these are the ladies of doom yeah uh, the current champions uh are the influence madison rain and neil dashwood okay so we were right okay cool yes um and yeah and so and then th- that way they make they have a rivalry with some tag team they make their way up the ranks and then they eventually get to get to the tag team goal and then maybe that can then transition to something that happens on AEW or other places or yeah it's like and and they just go around and then maybe even go over to Japan and and Ooh, and take some tag team what, gold over there see what's up in stardom see what's up uh <laughs> Choco Pro that'd be pretty cool yeah. Show up, show up, and uh, Kylan King turns on the Renegade Twins and Mission Pro and all that. That'd be interesting. Yeah, and you mm-hmm. just build this like dominant force within the independent wrestling scene of Gail Kim managing these two powerhouses, and they're just taking names and gold wherever they go. Take, taking names and gold. That'd be cool. But yeah, I think that's okay. So oh. we built, we built basically two <laughs> different storylines. Um, but I think that it fits both of them in that way. You know, I, I just thought I just thought of a, a horrible gimmick uh, for uh, tag, tag team wrestlers. Um, it would probably have to involve uh, Tiffany Stratton in NXT uh, 2.0 right now. And maybe like Carmella and they would be called the gold diggers where they would just go around and try to win belts because that's all they want. <laughs> That's terrible. That'd I'm be, sorry. It's that, <laughs> pretty funny though, though. Yeah, and they can keep their characters right. They're like, uh, yeah, they were. They work very well together. Yeah, Tiffany Stratton is a bit of a powerhouse, uh, kind of daddy's girl. Uh, she has big, big, rich girl energy, and then Carmella has always had kind of that glitz and glam to her. So being yeah. uh, a tag team would be pretty silly. That'd be pretty funny. Jesus, <laughs> but uh, bonus. But, <laughs> Bonus, 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 bonus content. Yeah, exactly. Bonus For the Patreon. There. <laughs> we don't have a Patreon. Not yet. Well, we don't. No. Nope. But uh, yeah, I think that'll, that, I think that's a good dream booking of what could potentially be the women, current day women's version, female version of the Legion of Doom Road Warriors. Uh, mm. We have in WWE Raquel Gonzalez and Rhea Ripley, and in the independent scene we have Kylan King and Camila, Camille. So uh, let us know what you think down in the comments, or if you review the podcast, let us know which team would you rather see, or if you have two other women in mind that you would want to pair together to become the Ladies of Doom. Uh, let us know; we'd love to hear about it. Um, to close out the episode, as always, we have a question of the week and a match recommendation. Uh, if you want to have us answer a question here on the podcast, you can do so by tweeting at us. Um, we will randomly put out ideas on Twitter uh, of dream matches. Uh, but of course, you can reach out to us and say, hey, do this or hey, what do you think about this? And we'll answer it here on the podcast. Or you can also go to our website 
unknownerafilms.com slash book events. Uh, and there's a spot there where you can submit questions. And of course, that's also where you can go and check out every episode of the podcast, all our match recommendations. Uh, and uh, in case you miss an episode, the question for this week, I think we'll keep it tag team related mm. in a way, because uh, we're we are in a heyday for tag team wrestling. Yeah, especially in AEW, because that's mean, huge. Yeah, you, we have the we I mean, we we haven't talked about it on the podcast. We have the reunited Hardys. Which is crazy. <laughs> There's a lot of dream matches that are about to go down uh, with the Hardys in their farewell tour, as they say, as they, they are hinting that, that it would be it'll be it for them. Um, but I guess then an easy question then to jump off of that is who do you want to see the Hardys face most? Or who do you think who do you think should be like a part of this Hardys farewell tour? Okay. Obviously, it's already set up in AEW. Pick, pick, pick. What we could sit here and go. We want to face this tag team. This, this, tag team, uh, this one. This one. Pick one and like explain why. Okay. I want to see them face the Lucha Bros because that was what I was gonna say. <laughs> it's it makes the most sense. Like mm-hmm. I think stylistically, you kind of have. Uh, two brothers. One is a bit more uh, low to the ground, a bit more power, and the other one is uh, more striking and has a bit more of the high-flying tendencies. Um, And that is a little bit due to probably because Matt can't really do that kind of shit anymore. And, um, and, And Penta is, like, of course, getting a little bit older, too. But he is still at the top of his game. But Phoenix and Jeff would have really great matches, really great moments together. And I think you have like two really like cool characters slash energies in uh, Penta and Phoenix. And that would really mesh well with um, the Hardys in like a ladder match. Like, oh, that would be really good. Really, really good. That'd be so cool. Yeah, no, my my pick would have been my first pick would have been the Lucha Bros just because um, it's very, it would just be very entertaining. Like as mm-hmm. I guess, I guess the one that is probably going to happen eventually will be them against the young bucks. Like yeah. it's going to happen again. It has to, you know, it's, it's, it's the, the bucks are the team that can proclaims they are the best tag team in professional wrestling. Um, and the Hardys will always remind them that they basically stole their style and, 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 uh, yeah. you know, it basically <laughs> is, is inspired by the Hardys, which could possibly be the greatest tag team of all time. Um, uh, and we're already getting to see a lot of really cool tag teams that the Hardys are facing on the independence, um, and are, uh, as they're going through different at different places and doing different matches and stuff. But in a W um, I would, I'd love to see them face like a, 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 a fresh team and I assume it will happen, but they got to eventually face top flight. Um, and yeah. I think that that 
will be very entertaining. I mean, they just had the the Hardys just had their match against uh uh private party and that was really fun to watch. Uh I just imagine that for these younger tag teams growing up watching the Hardys probably is like a dream come to dream come true. It'd be really 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 amazing to be able to wrestle with I you do. Know, the people that made you do what you do. Yeah. I I I do then think like is top flight too fast and too high flying now for the hardies will they have to slow down for them maybe a little Um, bit yeah but yeah i think that those would be really really good good matchups um Mm -hmm. let us know who you want to see the hardies face in AEW or just in the independence if there's a tag team that you think would be a dream match uh for them let us know on social media or in the comments to close out the episode Match recommendation of the week. Anthony, it's your turn. What match do you want to recommend to the listeners, to the watchers that they should go and check out? Well, to the Book at Vince universe, I will recommend a match from War Games 2019. And that is Team Rhea versus Team Shayna. Most notably, this is the moment or this is the War Games match where uh, Dakota Kai turns on Tegan Knox, uh, and then the faces uh, still somehow win this match. Hey, it, it was a crazy team of uh, Rhea Ripley and Candice Lorray, which I mean, powerhouse and a, a, a veteran of NXT. Who is on Team Shayna? It was Shayna. It was Bianca. It was uh, Io. And Kaylee Ray, EO and Kaylee Ray. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Right, Kaylee Ray was a surprise. Yeah, um, because she was still UK champion. Um, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this picture is from that match. Yes, it is. If you're listening to the podcast, uh, no, because oh, there's no. Shotzi. No, it's a different one. Oh, never mind. Okay, never mind. Uh, that's a different. That's a different one. Sorry, there, listeners no, and viewers. EO. So Anthony has the the picture of when EO jumped off the top of the war game cell, uh, and she was she put the garbage can over herself and did a jump into the crowd. No, that's the one. Um, that's Team uh, Candace, I think. Yeah, I that's think Team I see... Can- that's Team Candace versus Team. Uh, uh... Yeah, it's it's that was Candace, Raquel. Um, oh, gosh, who else was in it? But yeah, it was that's that's the match where the end was Raquel pinned EO. EO was women's champion at the time. Right, um, right, right. I think it was the war games before that. Um, Where where she still did. a. I think she did a moonsault off the top of the war game cell. Yeah, yeah, I think. You're so, right. yeah. So, yeah, no, it's it's still just it's still just EO doing crazy stuff, as always. Um, <laughs> but no, that's a great match. Um, you know, it's uh, War Games is always entertaining as hell. Um, and the women always uh, seem to kill it. So, yeah, go check that one out. Well, it was, uh, I think, Team Candice versus Team Shotzi. Right, so for yes. the for the viewers, uh, I have the, it on my phone. But for the listeners, oh, yeah. it's a. Uh, Shotzi uh, has EO, Ember Moon, and Rhea Ripley, and Candice has Tony Storm, 
uh, Dakota Kai and Raquel. Hey, go check out both of them because they're both very good. <laughs> yeah, why not? Why not just just binge those two women's war games matches? But we'll have them linked on our website, of course, as always. So, yeah, go check those out. That'll do it for this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you enjoyed this, please give it a follow. Rate it. However many stars is maximum on the current device that you are currently listening to it on. Leave us a review. Even if you want to give us some feedback, we appreciate it. We'd love to know where you're listening from. We'd love to know what you like about the podcast, what you want more of or less of. Please. Constructive criticism is, is fantastic. Um, we want to bring you the best possible product that we can. Uh, That's right. Let us know in the comments of the video version as well. Uh, what you enjoyed and if you want to see a dream match and we can do that very episode in the future if you want to follow anything else that we do here at unknown era you can do so by following us online at ue underscore films you can follow myself on twitter and instagram at barton underscore minute you can follow mr anthony hall at hall and jokes on instagram and twitter and of course you can follow the podcast on twitter itself at book it vince pod Thank you very much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. Have yourself a good one. Keep being excellent and go watch some wrestling. <laughs>